welcome to the battleground of the gods. Welcome, challengers, to another week of Battleground of the Gods, a Smite podcast. I am your host, Big Rick Twenty X. Today, I have my co-host with me, Fro Double G. Hello. I do not have COVID confirmed. Very good. Nice. Uh, and we have a very special guest with us this week. Welcoming back, Alpha Jackal. Hello, it's good to be here, and I can confirm I also don't have COVID. I think we're three for three. This is good. You know, right. it's it's a it's a odd feeling when you're waiting for your test results. Because, like, I took mine just in case, right? And, like, man, every cough, I'm like, was that it? <laughs> is this it? <laughs> That's a bit, like, yeah, I mean, when, I'm, when I'm at work, I feel the same way. Like, every single time I start coughing, I'm thinking, oh, God, did I contract it somewhere? Please, no. <laughs> the time is now. Oh, so they check our temperature going into work every day, right? And you oh, gotta, same here. you got to go in. So the guy does the thing, and for, like, the last two weeks, he'll, he'll give me my temperature, and then he'll, he'll tell me what it is, and he, he's got a chart to look at, and he'll scan me, and he's like, all right, ninety five point six. You're good. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's good. That's like, that's like three or four degrees under the norm. I uh, am I dead? Dude, yeah, I had that happen to me. I was walking into my old job, right, and just randomly, I'm I'm a pretty normally I'm like in the ninety eight, right? I'm right in that range, average. And I was walking into work, and then the guy scanned me, right, and he's like, all right, uh, ninety three degrees, and I'm like, fucking what? <laughs> And then he just made no big deal about it. You're good. Keep walking. We're looking for fevers. Who cares if you're frozen? <laughs> I think if somebody if somebody goes ninety eight point six, that that's patient zero right there. Yeah. Well, I, I even fucking asked him. I'm like, can we rescan that? Because like, I think I'm concerned for my health if I'm only ninety three degrees. Yeah. <laughs> it's like well, a six sense situation. Am I already dead? If it, can I see my own breath? Yeah, I don't that's know. That's when it was like, it just caught me so off guard. And and my boss did the same thing. He was just so like, huh, we're looking for over 100. Who gives a shit about that? Like, <laughs> All right. Not allowed to be a degree and a half warm, but goddamn, I can be six cold. Yeah, we have, we have the exact same thing going into our work as well. And we changed guns recently. So before, it was wildly inaccurate. Like, you were... This is in Celsius as well, which is a lot worse. You were like um, seven or eight degrees below what you should be. And now it's about two or three where it should be. And we did have one person scan on the dot what they should actually be. So we made him, we made him like sit in a room for an hour until we retested him. Hey, hold up. Got to make sure our gun reads you below normal. Exactly. All right. So... <coughs> If for uh, some of our listeners who may not know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself, Alpha Jackal. Who are you? So, I... I, Well, first of all, my name's Alpha Jackal, as you've been saying. But people do call me AJ. AJ, Um, AJ, yeah. So, I used to be the coach for Team Rival back on Season 4 and Season 5. Second place finish at Worlds uh, both times. Um, And right now, these days, I do commentary for the European SCC on Saturday nights. Um, 
it's, it's, it's a good time. And for the past year, and at the very start of the year last year, uh, I've been part of the Olympian program. Uh, I left the Olympian program last year to join back into the SPL, uh, this time and staying with the Olympian program for good for the year. All right, so let's get this out of the way early. Uh, one, I want to thank, thank you guys for what you guys do as Olympians. But the biggest change this week, Athena is getting a cleave auto, baby. That is something I've been campaigning for for about five, six months now, and it's coming into the game, so I have the Olympians to thank for that. Do you think that's going to be too good, or are you on board with it? I'm on board with it. I think Hell more yeah. off. I think more it's going to help a jungle clear than it is going to help a support clear. Because yep, she was already yep. one of the best clearing supports out there. But it, it just makes sense animation-wise for her to have this cleave auto when she swings a big spear and only hits one person. It's like, I know. Oh, hello? It, it's jarring, <laughs> I mean, almost. I'm not too much of a strickler on, like, hey, their attack animation has to match up. Hmm. Like, with whether or not it's a cleave. But she takes that by the end of her staff and does, like, this big 180 swing. And I'm like, uh, maybe that one should, though. <laughs> yeah, so... Like, I, I get if you got a god like Thor, like, how he swings his hammer. It's like, well, they all could technically be a cleave. It's like, all right, let's calm down here. But, then but it, <laughs> like that's why, <laughs> when I was arguing, it, it's 1-1-2 one, one, is her attack chain and does twice as much damage. So it is it is a much bigger windup. But, and, and this giant circular motion, it just makes sense. And you guys might, as, as Olympians and Fro, you being on Olympias last year, you guys might have... I don't know if you've become accustomed to things that you guys say and bring up to the devs team and creating changes in Smite. But for me, this was like, I'm half, half of my hype is about the change itself. And the other half of the hype is that it feels like I brought up a change that came into Smite. And I know I wasn't the only one, but we started this. I, I started bringing this up in the Olympian discord six months ago. I've been adding Olympians whenever every month since then, since they whenever they do, hey, we've got a meeting tomorrow, you know. I've brought it up. I brought it up with Clumsy when we had him on. So I feel partially responsible for this change, and that is an awesome feeling. Is that what being an Olympian is like? That's so cool. I mean, yeah, it can feel quite rewarding to get something that you've campaigned for in the game. I I know for myself that I had that giddy feeling when it was announced to us that Loki was being reworked and we got to have a sneak peek at the kit early. Um, yeah. We got to, you know, be involved with some of the changes to it. Um, well, they, they pretty much already gave us the kit that they were going to go with and we gave our feedback on it, said what could work, what couldn't. Um but it, it was just really exciting to see the one thing which I was standing for was finally coming through to fruition. And it was like, finally, yep. we get rid of this character, we get something into the game, and it's, it's for the best. I, I actually... I mean, they were talking about that last year. Like, I'm not sure if this was after you had left to go coach again, but they, they brought up last year, like, hey, you know, what, in your guys' opinion, is the frustrating points of Loki? And I'm like, yo, like... All right, me and Killer here, we're, we're the Diamond Lokis of the group. This decoy <laughs> has got to fucking go. Like, that is, like, a number one. Like, invisibility, yeah, stealth. That's just going to be frustrating in general. 
But part of his kit that makes him frustrating because he can do a lot of solo split pushing bullshit is the decoy. It has to go. Yeah, I, I, I love the, the current iteration. Like, after the rework, I think they nailed it. I actually enjoy playing it. And I was somebody that has hated Loki from the beginning. Like, one of my lowest worshiper gods. I think he's second lowest because I get mm-hmm. him in random mode sometimes. But the at the current kit, it took away all the frustration. He, I think he's still somewhat viable. Maybe we'll see after he's getting another change or another buff. So... But he, he's not as frustrating to play against. He doesn't have the decoy for split pushing. And he actually has team fight relevance. I think the bi- like the biggest thing for me, other than being able to go backline a carry, is he applies brawlers really well with the uh, agonizing visions. It's such a large really, AOE. Really, really well. So, like, you can actually do stuff for your team as Loki. Oh, yeah. Like, one of the big things which I was saying needed to happen in the Loki rework was that he needed to have more teamfight capabilities because we have so many assassins right now that have single target damage that are really good in the 1v1, and Loki's just not going to fit into that sort of style again because his invisibility just leans too heavily towards that being a frustration point. So if we put him more towards the teamfight capabilities, then teams will have an opportunity to counteract that stealth and catch him out inside of it, thereby reducing the frustration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... If he was a bunch of, like, single target and, like... Like you're saying, like, a 1v1 focus, it would still be, like, a huge frustration point. Be like, oh, Loki got me in the jungle. Here we fucking go. Like, again. Yeah. Yeah, you actually have time to, you know, bees Aegis and actually not take... 70% of your health without knowing. Oh man, I beat the first time I beat the new Loki ult. Like, I see, oh, first, okay, the first time I got hit, I just got hit. Cause I'm like, oh, Loki whiffed it. He missed me. And then he stunned me. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. But the <laughs> second time, right, I seen him pop up and I just hit beads and keep on walking. I'm like, this feels so much more satisfying. Like, it literally just kind of felt like, ah, fuck you, I'm out of here. Yeah, like, before, even if you beats it and continued walking, it would still just be on you and basic attack you. Now there's that small delay afterwards, which rewards you for beating the, uh, the stun part of his ultimate, which is really, really nice. Yeah, and it, it feels rewarding. Like, yes, I I played that right. Good job, me. So, AJ, do you still do any coaching, anything on the side? I actually uh, remember taking a class with you on Gosu. I attended one of your uh, classes. I don't know if you're still doing that or uh, in so any capacity. This year, I decided to take a complete back step from coaching, uh, mainly because whilst I was on Space Station, I sort of felt my passion for coaching and my ability sort of dwindle. Um, and I, I just felt it would have been for the best just to take a step back, try and refine it. Um, there might be a potential for me to start doing coaching again next year in some capacity, while either it being you know as part of a team or as you know just individual coaching. But it would be in a bit more of a limited capacity than what it was before, simply because I've got more real life responsibilities these days. Gotcha. I do have to give you an update on that. So I took uh, the class that I attended with you was about drafting, and it was late season six meta. And after that, after that class, I had a much better understanding of how to draft, how to, you know, how to outdraft people, how to, when to ban or when to pick certain picks. 
And so I became our draft leader for the rest of our season in the community league that we were playing in. And we ended up winning that shit. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. I I, thank you for the help. It it, it was, yeah, it it, it actually got way easier. And the meme on the team was, Oh, Hey, let just pick what Rick's saying. He he went to the alpha jackal school of, of coaching or of drafting. Let's just go with what Rick says. And it made it things work. so much, it, it, dude. It made things so much easier. So, I, selfishly, I would want you to do more of those if you ever get around to it. <laughs> I the first, the first one was very successful. Yeah, it's just we'll about you know, it's just about whether <laughs> I can find the time for it, really. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. All right. So uh, I, I do got a personal question here. Well, not like personal, personal, but uh, I heard a rumor that you you no longer drive the big red truck. Is that true? Uh, the or big red van. Uh, yeah, Royal Mail. I am no longer part of Royal Mail. Correct. Um, left that job back in March to become a car salesman. Uh, that lasted about two and a half weeks, and then COVID hit, and we had to close down for what felt like an eternity. Um, they had to do some cutbacks on the car sales team because obviously no one was really going to come out of COVID and immediately go, I'm buying a car. Um, so I got then moved upstairs where I'm currently still, uh, just being as part of a business development center. So any incoming inquiries that are made into the group, no matter which, uh, site it's for, uh, we would then deal with them process. Yeah, yeah I just remember, uh, I, th- I think it was Flair mentioning when you changed your profile off the van. And the, oh, God, I, f- I don't remember the comment he made, but yeah, it essentially something along that lines. So I was like, hmm, I think he might have got a new job. Good for him. Yeah. It's, it, it honestly felt so relieving to finally get out of that job because it, it, it was just one of those ones that I really wanted to leave as soon as possible because it was meant to be a stepping stone between university and full-time career, and it just lasted way too long. Yeah, that was, I feel that that was my last job. I'm like, this was just supposed to be something till I found something. I need to get hurrying on finding something because I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and I guess I have a bit of a personal thank you. The last time you came on, I want to say, and Fro might be better with this, I think it was episode six? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. It was a very first guest. First yeah, I became guest. a Naja main after that, after uh, hearing you describe how to play it. I don't remember if you remember going over that, but... I still yeah, do that remember that, yeah. Into, yeah, that turned me into a one-star Naja. Hey, very <laughs> nice. Uh, but talking about games of the week, Fro... You've been playing Smite? Uh, yes, I have been playing Smite. Uh, so I was checking my stats for Smite, as we do, to kind of remind ourselves, you know, how our weeks, especially if you haven't been here for a couple weeks, so, like, how our month has been. I fucking, I, apparently last night at, like, 3 in the morning, I just, like, popped off and went, like, 11 and 5 on, with 14 assists on a Zeus in Arena. I don't remember this shit. I went out and had some, <laughs> some Moscow mules and came home and had some White Claws. Like, not a good night. But I do remember is I talked everyone into doing the match of the day last night. Yeah. Which is the all-out assault. So, one of which, we busted out the hat. So, we'll get to that later on. But another one, we're like, hey, let's do five gebs. Because that always just ends well. And we're like, hell yeah, five gebs. Perfect. 
And then I don't remember who suggested it, but one of the five of us was like, we should start Staff of Mirrodin so we can just double knock up after all. Oh, that is a strong strategy. (laughs) We all five just picked it up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, let me see. We we were against type twos all night. Well, I'm glad to hear you got back to By the way, AJ, we got (laughs) type one uh, MOTD players are the ones there to just kind of troll build, around and build have staff fun. of Mirrodin on five gebs. Yeah, yeah, them type <laughs> people. Uh, then your type twos pick Alpwash, Zeus, and Aphrodite in a cooldown mode. Yeah. So if, if you can see the difference there. Um, yep, yeah, so the enemy team, type two, was Persephone, Naja, Vulcan, Thoth, and Sylvanas. Sylvanas, yeah. you're the only one who have my respect on that team. The rest of you guys. Imagine picking five different gods in Infinite Assault. Yeah, one of, one of those people, <laughs> one of the type twos was also a GM duelist. Mm. So uh, he beat the shit out of us. That was that was something, you know, my silver ass against the GM. Yeah, feels great always. Uh, then we're like, oh, you know what? We really we feel bad about that loss because that's some bullshit. So let's just pick one particular team or person on the enemy team and just say. Fuck you to that guy. And let's go five Heimdalls. So we went five oh, Heimdalls yeah. in the next match. Dude. Way back, 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 back. Dude. We started <laughs> off, uh, what was it? Specialist Blessing and Soul Eater, all five of us, so we can mm-hmm. rush our cooldown right into Fail Knot. Right? So we got that 40%. We got that 50% Cupid build. Fro Special. There was the, the sound of Heimdall's alt hitting just <laughs> constantly. What, I got a huge ass smile on my face right now. Like I, I love Heimdall. And that alt, this just ting like it's just so satisfying to hear. It's it like is. that Fafnir hammer. Like but, top top two. Like right next to each other. And just to hear it go off just constantly, especially on, you know, fuck you Aphrodite or Nua, who decided not to buy beads. And play Nuwa, just right from the get-go, blink all, just ping, lands, <laughs> ping, lands, ping. Oh. Now that I've oh. now that I've realized that words that I say on Twitter and in Discord can change Smite, the next thing I'm gonna announce the next campaign uh it's for goddamn Heimdall here. baseball skin. Let's go. You're right. <laughs> Heimdaller needs a baseball skin, which maybe AJ's the wrong one. I don't know if AJ's a baseball fan. I know you are from the UK. I don't know how much baseball you're you know, exposed you know to. What, you know what, Alpha Jackal? We'll make a compromise with you. It can even be a cricket skin, okay? Okay. Yeah. Cricket cricket, <laughs> cricket. we can do. Cricket I will campaign for. It's, um, yeah, we don't have baseball out here at, like, whatsoever. So, yeah, good luck with that. All right, yeah, all okay. right. I'm going to have to target one of the others. You're free from this one. You won't be get, you won't be getting added every uh, every monthly meeting time. Thank you very much. <laughs> what else you got? But, uh, so I've been put in solo lane a few times, which is very unfortunate for me, and even more unfortunate for my team as I pick Anubis every time. <laughs> um. Laning phase goes real strong, and then I don't know where all the peel is, because there's just no one there to peel for me. It's a real mystery. Uh, I don't know why it's happening. Um, I, I don't know. 
I blame our support, right? You know, the only person, the only person on the team that's got any sort of appeal. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that. Very weird. Are you starting blank uh, in solo? Uh, depends. I don't usually buy my first relic until I uh, back. Oh, I would say TP is so bad, but Anubis is so slow getting the lane. Yeah, really. That's the thing. Plus, it's it's one of those, like, if you start, like, pub stomping a little bit with that, like, you can just force their back, they'll TP in, you just force their back again. Like, you can just always be there, so they have to back off. Like, I was bullying a, I want to say, was it an Achilles? I think it was Achilles. Hmm. I know one of them was a Suki. One of the times I played it, and that was really just who had alt, because we just alt each other, and whoever had alt won, and the other one died. Fair enough. But, uh... Yeah, I think the other one might have been Achilles, and he just I just wouldn't allow him to get close to the wave, so I just had him back under tower, and he just lost gold, and I snowballed. Then the team fight happened, and the no peel thing, and we lost. It was great. Um, but I've also been playing a little bit of Assault, and for whatever reason, I've gotten Sir Cat like three or four times lately. And I was mentioning this before we started recording, but... I forgot how fun Tank Circuit is. And playing on PC now, that too is much easier to hit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Way, way easier than playing on um, the controller. So that aspect of being able to like secure the taunt a lot more, or the madness, is uh, it really feels good. Plus being able to control the... the the one, the back and forth on it, a yeah, lot con- faster. Console circuit yeah. is uh, a lot different, and on PC so you, you can you, even you hit. You gotta both. work on console, man. Yeah, like you gotta, you gotta fucking. That's some effort to play circuit. That's part of the reason why I didn't really play her hell a lot. It's like, man, I gotta fuck, I gotta try. Yeah, and you can actually hit both iterations of uh, of her two on PC. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's actually a thing. I, I don't think I ever hit one on console. <laughs> not not hitting I've, two different people with it, you know. I've hit a few on console, but I don't know if it was me aiming or luck. And I'm I'm inclined to lean towards it was probably just luck every time I did it. <laughs> yeah, I remember I you used to almost be able to judge people on console on whether or not they hit both of those. Like if someone hits you with both of those, you're like, Oh my god, this is a circuit god, like we can't fight this person. <laughs> Yeah, and she's getting played in SPL now, too, in the jungle. I kind of want to see her come back into support. I think she'd need maybe some of the reverts of the changes she did or that, that they made on her. She was so strong in Season 6 because it, it was her invade potential was, was insane. And now that Invader's Curse is a thing, I don't know. Maybe they just don't want Circuit in duo lane. It still works. It's just... does it, has the same feeling of nausea. It doesn't really work. It's just they they don't want to have that massive frustration factor come up once more because yeah. while Sir Ket was in support, it was legitimately, if you had the Sir Ket on your team, you could do almost anything you wanted to. If you're facing the Sir Ket, you were very limited in how you had to play against it. So if they brought that back, it'd have to be in a very controlled way. They'd have to make sure that Sir Ket could, you know, still do circuit things, which is essentially, you know, try and win the early game, be a bit of a snowball god, but not so much to the extent where it's an instant win. Yeah, kind of like Hercules has been for <laughs> a long time. Yeah. 
But as a jungler that's turned into support, I'm I'm with you, Fro. I, I love Tanky Cat. I was watching Neil Ma play yeah, the it's, other it's day. It's fun, actually. especially in Assault, because I'm I, all right. I'm gonna go ahead and say this: uh, the genetics Wolverine build, or whatever it's called, is just busted in Assault, and I think it's gonna take a lot to bring that down from being like one of the tankiest and most survivable Assault builds. So yeah. I just put it on almost every goddamn assassin I get. <laughs> like, fuck it. Is that the one where you just can consistently regen for so much that it's impossible to kill you? Yeah, uh, Tank Boots, Urchin, Oni Hunters, Gaia, just, like, if you're playing physical, oh, the yeah, Sledge. It's... I like to slap the Sledge in there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, just the all all health and prots. If and you, you put a Lana's mask in there, you're not ever dying. <laughs> like, you got a turbo in to die if you throw Lana's in there. You're not wrong. Like, I've been picking up Lonos a decent amount, too. And mainly been doing a lot more on, like, mages when I'm going tanky on them. But specifically Nox. But, uh, yeah, dude, it's just a stupid build. And in Assault, especially, where sustain is such a huge factor. And the fact that you don't have to, like, sacrifice anything in your build to get all that is just nice. Especially if, like, another thing is, if you're playing against any AA people, you just slap a Nemean in there with a <laughs> with a shell. And, uh, like, all the block stacks. It's just crazy. Crazy. It's because we're blocked, 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 blocked. It's like the, other, the enemy ADC is going, how do I kill this oh, person? Oh, yeah, that reminds me of a, in a, 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 re, a clash that we were playing. I was playing Cuckoo Clan, and there was an Arachne on the enemy team. And this Arachne just had it out for me like wanted to come after me i and the Riggs was watching me because i was actually streaming on discord and we were already five man and he was just like 360 ult you won't do it so she just landed on me and i was just 360 ult but because the way cuckoo ult works i just stood still and she'd get hit by it every time i hate the way cuckoo <laughs> ult works dude I hate just as a tiny a bit behind himself it's <laughs> yeah. it's really annoying <laughs> but it, it's it was it's so fair. funny because i literally just 360 ult and then she just get knocked off dude and i end up pick, i even I was, I was looking at my relics too i picked up b or yeah beads cuz i'm like all right i got to be able to if she gets those off i got to be able to run Right? I got my two I can run. And I'm looking at Aegis, and I'm like, what in the hell is Aegis going to do for me? She's still going to get the stun off, and I'm going to die. Yeah, I'm going to buy Shell, and I'm going to upgrade it. Yep. She It took her so many autos to even get her stun off on me that I could just two away from her. Mm. And then alter her. <laughs> like, it was hilarious. Like She tried, and even Riggs is like, Arachne, give up. Like, you keep trying, and you just get the fly swatter every time. She ended up going, like, 2 and 12, and Oof. she almost exclusively was trying to... She would alt into me. Like, alt right on top of me and just get blown up. And I'm like, why? Why, Arachne? Just stop! Yeah, Shell needed to get nerfed. If you got somebody else with Shell and block stacks stacking on multiple Shells, that's... Uh, I've had to listen to my jungler complain too many times. Yeah, I had to listen to loads of people complain about that as well. Mainly ADC mains. <laughs> um, but it, it, it was a little bit too much when you could just get higher than Anemian, Athena, or even Bologna, and just have to shell and have infinite block stacks. 
So it's fun. <laughs> if you're not the ADC, <laughs> but this is definitely not fair. On top of uh, casting S- Euro SCC, you've been playing any Smite, AJ? Uh, I've been playing a fair bit, yes. Uh, mostly uh, when I'm able to get into a party of at least three people. Um, yeah, I've gone to that stage of Smite where it's party up or don't play. <laughs> um, I feel you, man. Yeah, I mean, there, there have been there have been times where it's been like this, and then it just goes back to yeah, I just want to play some Smite. I'll play by myself even. Um, Recently, it's been okay. It's been good. Um, have been playing a fair bit with um, uh, somebody new that I've made friends with, uh, but they have been getting stream sniped a fair bit. And just as a PSA to anybody out there thinking of doing that, uh, stream sniping is against the terms of service. So it could result in your account getting permanently suspended. So don't do it. Um that, that's just to putting that out there as a blanket statement, uh, right away. Um, and yeah, it has been you know really fun. It's been really chill. Um, no real game stands out to mind, uh, apart from the one where I did end up playing uh, Loki Jungle. Um, I felt I felt like it was better, uh, but to the same point, there was something that was just lacking on him. And meaning new Loki. Yeah, the new Loki, and okay. suddenly it clicked. It was just his three felt not really that impactful, and changes uh, coming through before I was even able to suggest yeah. them were what I was going to suggest. Yeah, I, I like yeah, the they made it. They three. make it uh, knock up immune, correct? Uh, knock up immune, and then, and and then more slow. Yeah, it'll get more slows, and the last one will still have that big slow at the end. Um, I think they're also increasing the scaling just a tiny bit. Yeah, and the slow is going to refresh on every hit. Yeah, it's ten percent slow. Yeah, ten percent slow for each hit on Flurry Strike, refreshing, and then the big hit at the end still does thirty percent. It's fifteen. Is it fifteen? It was one of the two, definitely. I I think yeah, one of the two. Oh, I can't look it up because I'm in seven eleven, not the (laughs) seven. I'm in seven eleven. It's in the bonus update, which goes live in two days. Uh, it goes live on Tuesday. Yes, the bonus update goes live on Tuesday. Wait a minute! It just dawned on me that that you said Seven Eleven, and I was like, the other day, I'm like, <laughs> why is this Duke Sloth thumbnail got a Seven Eleven in it? And like, I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. <laughs> All right, <laughs> okay. that's why it's got a Seven Eleven. That's why it's got a Seven Eleven. We don't we don't have Seven Elevens. Actually, we do. They're just not like when I grew up in Maryland. We had. Like after baseball practice every day, we'd go to Seven Eleven get a Slurpee, and we just don't have Seven Elevens like that down here. There's none in my area that I know of. All right, random so, tangents. Yeah. <laughs> Bot G special right there. Yeah, uh, my games of the week I'll make quick. Uh, I, I've kind of been. Are you guys? Any listeners have listened to me enough by now that I get really trendy with gods, and I've been playing a ton of Apollo this week. The changes to his dash feel really good. They do. And he's a. I've been having a lot of fun playing him. I just. The ult takes so long to get off. Sometimes I bait myself with that and just end up dying. But Apollo's been really fun. Uh,. I'm at the point in playing support where now I'm starting to, you know, get a little janky with it. And my spice pick of the week 
is Ravana support. It is so much fun. I was saying that before Neil played it in SPL, and ever since he did that, I've been like, I should play this more. This is a, this is an actual thing. I don't well, know. If, what, do you, what do you think about it? Um, can't be worse than what we saw in the SCC uh, yesterday. Although to be fair, I do think if you really just boil it down to what it can and can't do, it's absolutely insane. Shark support was yes. played in the oh. European SCC. And oh, wow. to be honest, I think Chuck is much better in support than he is in solo lane. Because in support, he's still got the opportunity to build a bit of bruiser. Um, but he also can control the fight a lot better from support. He's able to use his pressure from the early game onto the Gold Fury side of the map, which is a lot more impactful in the early game. And that's exactly what they uh, exactly what they did, and they managed to uh, win that game. And eventually, he did uh, take the set from it. It, it it was okay. It, it was I it was insane not, just to see that. I have not ran that, so that that's something I'll I'll have to try. I'd love seeing uh, Guan Yu being picked up a lot more. Uh, Roar played it yesterday, uh, and he's been playing it for a couple weeks. Guan Yu Guan support is always fun, but I'll have to try out Chalk. <laughs> that <coughs> thinking about can do well. what he does, yeah. Like, if you uh, get, if you use basically there as an anti-auto-attack base god, so if you see the fact that they've picked up, like, um, an Erlang Shen Jungle, um, Freya ADC, or just any sort of hunter, uh, maybe even something a bit more auto-attack based in the mid lane, doesn't even have to be that way, uh, but it can be, you just pick Chuck support, build, you know, level up your range second after leveling up your axe for damage, and just go absolutely ham. And geez, with the fact that you're just <laughs> running at them, lowering their attack speed with the reins. And you can even get yourself like a Frostbound Hammer or a Witchblade to stack on top of that. Because you will get the attack speed slow coming out from your ability, stacking with the attack speed slow coming out from the item to just make their lives a misery. Yeah, yeah it's a it, real feels good. If you're like Fro, you're... <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> But you you did mention <laughs> Nev still harasses me about that game. <laughs> just running around picked... as Chalk in the jungle. <laughs> yeah. I was playing Shock Jungle one time, and and I not so much anymore because I'm not as quick on the the VGS on the keyboards. Haven't figured them out. But on console, I would just the entire game just running through the jungle on the slaughterhouse Chalk. <laughs> She was like, I hear you in the other lane. I'm like, I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> you did mention the. I have one other game that I want to talk about. And you mentioned Freya in ADC. But I have been converted by Riggs. And I'm now, I support his movement that Freya as a warrior is fun as shit. You go Warrior's Blessing. Uh, purple boots, breastplate, showguns, gem of ISO, and then you can go like a toxic blade or a mantle or something. Yeah. And your tanky Freya with some damage, like bruiser Freya. And it is so much fun to play. Gem of ISO on her two is absolutely broken. You make people just stop moving. It's basically a root at that point. Oof. So I'm. I'm I never thought about that. 
I was wondering, I'm like, why the ISO? Then, like, you just said that. I'm like, duh, yeah, it does on the two, and the two's already got to slow, right? So, dude, like, they just, people just stop moving. It's actually really fun to do. And in my experience, in the two games I played it, very viable. I was doing, I got top damage taken from me in the very last fight, but I was top damage the whole game. I was slowing people. To just not moving and my team would blow them up. The banish is good. You're building cooldown. So <laughs> you have some utility with it as well. My, I think my favorite thing that I did. Oh, yeah. By the way, you're buying Blink and Sunder if you do this. Oh, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> my favorite thing I did was just trolling. There was a cuckoo on the other team. And I just blinked into him, popped my one, and just started meleeing the shit out of him. He had to have been so confused as to what was going on or what he just saw. But I don't know how many times... I don't I don't know what I would do. I don't know how many times a Freya has blinked on me. Oh, oh man. Speaking, speaking of being blinked on, well, <laughs> my very first 360 alt that I did in that Cuckoo game, I just randomly did it. Like, they were, we were on one side of the Clash map, right? like facing towards the buff and they were on the other side and like staring across the pit just staring at each other and there's like four of them and Riggs is like do it do it you won't do it and I did it and Arachne randomly blinked on me at the same time and got hit by it that's I forgot about that I I blinked into a a pre-fired Hera polymorph one time, and I blinked in and just got immediately blown up by four people. And I was like, dude, I I couldn't see that coming. That That was so hilarious because you, like, you literally blinked, and, like, you must have, like, the the end of the animation got hit because it literally just looked like you blinked out of existence. Just, where'd he go? (laughs) I blinked in once into an Artemis trap and just stood there firing or <laughs> firing autos like almost like I was a rooted Gatling gun. And <laughs> Artemis then comes around the corner, puts down another trap underneath me, so I was double rooted for the duration. <laughs> and oh, I, I ended up actually getting a triple kill from that. Just stood still, firing autos like I was on my last stand. Well, in a way, you kind of were. <laughs> Artemis ended up killing me, but uh, that's beside the point. I had that happen to me on Fenrir the other day. I went to go blink. I was coming around the red buff back towards mid lane. And I was going to kind of cut that little corner and brutalize someone. And I leapt over, and I forget what it was. It might have been a Kamazot, I think. Threw out his life, or his uh, vampire bats, his two. Mm. As soon as I blinked around the thing. So I caught it for the mid laner, not intentionally. And that just wrecked me because he was ahead. It's like, oh, that's unfortunate. He was at like 10 HP because it was going to be like just a beautiful blink brutalize. And it's, nope. Just as soon as I get there, get hit by that. It's like, that hurts. Uh, Good days. Good days. So our recent community corner that we just had a couple episodes ago was speculating what the next crossover in Smite would be. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody got it we were all all over the board or all across the board with ideas but i don't think anybody had teenage mutant ninja turtles and i am so hyped for this this next crossover i am as well i think it's some of the best work if not the best work they've done on any of the skins it 
the attention yeah. to detail and everything that's just gone into them has been absolutely unbelievable. I think the one I am most hyped for, though, is Shredder Ravana, because I love the Shredder. <laughs> I really do. Ah, you're the, you like the anti-hero. Yes, obviously. I mean, he has, he, has a, he has a good character motive for, you know, wanting the turtles gone. He has, he has tangible and emotional side of storytelling towards him, even though he is a little bit insane. Um... <laughs> it, it it almost laid the groundwork for how a villain should be for the rest of time. That's fair. Uh, that, I think that's the one. <laughs> You're coming that, in heavy, man. You meant you like Shredder. <laughs> I think that's the one skin that cool. I didn't really see. Uh, would you? Uh, are you happy with Ravana or? The I other think it was the perfect or, choice. Okay, the other one I was speculating when we saw the card art was Daji, but I, I do think it's better on Ravana. Yeah, yeah. I I think their their approaches. I think they learned from the Ruby Battle Pass. Yeah, and their approach to how they have been doing them the crossovers is much better. And I they they nailed these. A lot of these are just good looking, and like they they work. Yeah, I I actually will probably be playing a lot of Loki because Raphael is my favorite turtle, and that's who got. Uh, that's what they put him on, but yeah, the, the, every all these skins are so sick. The the splinter skin with the the turtle van and his ult that looks so awesome. Uh, I, I'll be playing Hachi, I guess too. It depends. It really depends on the role. Um, kind of sad they didn't give a guardian one, but that's okay. That's okay. Can't get. I uh, they can't, they couldn't really fit match. anyone. Yeah, they could they couldn't yeah. really fit um a guardian into one of those. And if I had to choose somebody else other than Raven for the Shredder skin, it would have been Sukuyomi. So because he is basically a ninja as well. Yeah, that that could have looked really cool. Yeah, I think that would also yeah, be Yeah, I think Raven's definitely a better fit. Though, oh, Raven's 100% the best pit. Yeah. Suki just has more of a dexterous fighting style, if you will. Yeah. And, and fucking Ravana's, I'm just beat the hell out of you. Which yeah, is that... kind of Shredder. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they couldn't just do something with Super Shredder though. Just have him pop, you know, uh, the goo, and just go into berserk mode in his ultimate. <laughs> but I, th- I think going into the shadows looks really sick. Yeah, all these skins for our listeners that haven't seen or haven't maybe read the patch notes. There, it's going to be uh, what Donatello, uh, Sun Wukong, Leonardo, Osiris, Leonardo, uh, Mercury. Michelangelo, which I'm excited oh, for. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, and then Raphael Loki. The Michelangelo uh, Mercury skin looks sick. I cannot wait to use the nunchucks. Yeah. And then they all have the special emote of riding skateboards. And then when you jump, they all have random tricks that they do. That, like, it's gonna just be so fun to play. There's no way. I don't know how people play in 32 bit. I, I really don't like. Skins are some of my, are like my f- favorite parts of the game, and combining this with TMNT is just awesome. I, I don't know. I'm almost at a loss for words for how hype it is, and I just can't wait for that patch to go live. I got yeah, wait. Take I my gems, say, please. With the the what is it? The VXG. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any of the ones you can jump in are infinitely just superior. Because that is just fun being able to do that, or move. 
the ones where you can't move or jump are just like oh it's like an un like an unfort feeling like the cuckoo t5 it's like yeah. okay it's cool that you can like transform and shit but i'm not gonna like stand here but then like you saw the turtles going around jumping and kick flipping and doing ollies and shit and it's like yeah that's what i'm about yeah, that looks awesome. I, I must have been. Did you guys get a sneak preview of that, AJ? Did you guys know that that was coming? And had a had a hush hush about it. Uh, we knew the TMNT pass was coming about three weeks before it dropped, um, in one of our Olympian meetings. But we didn't get to see any of the skins in game. We just got to see like the card art and what they were going to sort of look like, um, and. We got a description of Hatchiman Alt, but we didn't get to like fully visualize it. And we were told as well that there was going to be skateboards, but again, that was <laughs> you know, again we didn't get to see much of it. It is cool that you guys. I I, I think that's like that'd be fun to like you get the idea and you know what it's going to be, but then you're just as hype as everybody else to see it at you know during the live show oh yeah they did it but they did it the right way rather than over spoiling like um they did with the airbender battle pass they sort of showed us more than they really needed to about it this one they you know gave us just enough yeah i am jealous yeah, that's part of the reason why last year i just kind of stopped watching a lot of the patch notes because it's like I already know a lot of what's going on with this, and I, what little bits left, I want to be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I do want to talk about the patch notes a little bit. Some big changes and some smaller changes. Nox is getting a change to her one. I am perfectly okay with this. I don't know if this is st if people are still going to call for a rework, but now that her. Uh, one or her shadow lock is going to be able to hit minions and and damages uh, enemies that it passes through. I think that's a really good change. Yeah, I, I don't think Nox needs a rework at all. She just needed something like this, something to like actually let her help her clear and be a little viable in conquest. Yeah, and then we talked the Athena Cleave Auto, which I'm super excited about. I didn't even campaign for Terra Cleave Autos, but Terra's getting Cleave Autos if her passive is up, which I think is going to be very helpful. Levels 1 through 5, I don't think it's going to do anything really late game. Maybe just clear, be able to clear minions better in whenever you're trying to you know get a Phoenix back up or... or you know, solo farm, I guess. I don't think it's that big of a change for that, but it, it, she did need... I've been playing a lot of Terra, and until you hit level three, not much you can really do. Literally not much. So, I think this is going to be nice because it's going to give an interesting strategy about, like, throwing up your two and trying to keep it up for, like, its maximum duration so you can get as many cleave autos as you can, which probably want to be, like, two, maybe three, and then slamming it shut and then, like, Maybe now you're going to have to, like, put a little thought into where you throw up your three to heal. So, or not not even necessarily to heal, but just so you can get your passive up so you can get those cleave autos. But you don't necessarily want it to get destroyed either. I think it's really going to help at level two because you're going to have her walls and her dash. And you can have a wall up, dash through it, and have one side still standing and then be able to clear the wave. So I think it's really going to help. So if you do double camps, that's when, you know, 
you're you're going to hit level two before the second wave, and then you can alleviate pressure or gain pressure depending on your matchup uh, on that second wave. So I think it's going to be really nice. I haven't played around with it. Uh, I haven't done much. I haven't done any PTS except for testing out uh, Athena's Cleave. I just had to go. How's that feel? How's that feel? That feels good, don't it? So fucking awesome, man. It's so good. Uh, Yeah, you walk up to Campy three auto auto auto, and it's pretty much so dead, right? Yeah, uh, and it's got a a ten unit range, which is nice. Feels nice. Feels accurate to the animation. Really excited to start taking it in jungle and even support too. Now that I'm playing support, you know it certainly helps, but. I'm definitely going to have to play go back to jungle and start playing Athena jungle again. So we're real excited for these changes, but that Athena cleave, as you can tell, we're really getting behind. We're really getting behind. Uh, I did not see the change to Yorm, but they're buffing the knockup on his, uh, you know, submerge. And it's, I don't know what it looks like in game. Cause like you, you see things and you're wondering, I've never like noticed or paid attention to knockup height. And like the actual yeah, is, is that measure. what they're yeah are they improving the knock up height yeah or the but knock back height but it's like or different just knocks like, up right knock up the knock up well yeah they're reducing the cooldown on it and they're increasing the knock up and maybe I don't know about the metrics of knock up height like obviously when you see movement speed change like everybody's got three seventy movement at level uh, one or somewhere around there the higher the knock up the longer the duration of it is how it works well right but when you read so it they're it's... buffing it from. 300 to 375 so it, when I read that it sounds like they're getting sent to the fucking moon I don't know I want to see it I, I don't know if Alf, if you have some uh, insight roughly on that. like a third higher we don't know exactly we don't know the ins and outs of the uh, knock up heights or anything like that we just get we sometimes get spoiled uh, a couple of things from patch notes get asked our feedback on it um but it's never shown in game. It's just all right. Here's yeah. what we're planning to do. If it's you know scaling changes, it, they may give us the numbers. They may not. And they say, "What are you guys' thoughts on this?" Um, especially if it's um, someone that's been very commonly debated in the community quite recently. Like, I'm trying to think when the last time we really got spoiled a big change uh, was thorns. So um, thorns. Actually, no, Thorns, we didn't change. It was Shell, sorry, it was Shell. Um, sorry, I got my, got my relics mixed up a bit. Uh, so we were, again, asked, what do we think about uh, Shells no longer stacking block stacks? Um, similar to how they don't stack their shields. We thought that was going to be a much healthier change towards, you know, helping ADCs and jungles and especially gods like Kali uh, be a bit more healthy in the meta. Yeah, by the way, don't listen to ADC mains about Thorns. Thorns is fine. I think it's fine. I I honestly don't see it need needing to be changed whatsoever. I think it's in a really good state right now. And, you know, we'll, we'll see if they do end up changing it or not. You know, because there has been talk in the community about, you know, Thorns needs to be adjusted in some way, shape, or form. I We haven't been told anything about Thorns, if it is going to happen or not. Well, I'm glad that we have sensible people on the Olympian council. Cause yeah. if you listen to Twitter and ADC mains and Zatman, thorns, thorns is the worst. I hate thorns. Thorns is fine. So Rick, I think you could have just left your original statement at, uh, don't listen to ADC mains about thorns yeah. to don't listen to ADC mains. <laughs> 
They complain no matter what meta, even when hunters do the most damage, they somehow still... Yeah, their builds are broken right now, and some are still complaining. Yeah. Thorns is busted. You've had Adelana's bow for four months. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, going back to the Yorm thing, the only thing that I can think of knockup related <sighs> was when they had to reduce the knockup on Tears Dash in... Uh, what is it, Guardian Stance or Defender Stance, whatever, when they when they gave Tyr his double yeah. knock-up back and he was shooting people really up high. Uh, but a lot of changes to the top of the meta. Rama, Cupid, Hebo, Amaterasu, all getting Cupid nerfed. nerf. Boo. Boo. Cupid's, Cupid's broken, dude. I don't give a fuck. Boo. Song Kui getting buffed right before Worlds. So, I... I what I'm looking for is AJ. What do you What are your thoughts on how the patch is going to change this meta, and what What do you see, or what could do you have any predictions for what we're going to see more of at Worlds, or is it too early to tell? It's a bit too early to tell exactly how it's going to shake things up. I'm just bringing up the patch notes again myself, so I can refresh my mind. A lot of changes are going to go through. Um, but I think you might see a couple of the gods which have been buffed a bit, uh, especially Daji. Daji's in a fantastic yes. state right now. We'll definitely be yeah. seeing a lot more of her. Medusa could sneak away into a couple of games. Um, Terra, Terra definitely will be coming back in some way, escape, some way, shape, or form. Jungkui um, still is going to struggle though, considering he's not really super great in this meta. Isn't tanky enough to really fit into solo lane. Um, yeah, but isn't, yeah. you know, as high damage and long range as you need to be in the mid lane, even with those changes. Um, Vulcan could potentially be getting some more play. Uh, but outside of that, it, no, there, there isn't too, there isn't too much more that's, uh, that is going to be done. Um, it's going to be mostly the same meta going into worlds that it is right now. Uh, maybe you'll see the addition of Loki as well in there, given he's got good teamfight capabilities, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see the meta changing too much from this patch. Okay. The, the one God I was kind of listening for is I think Hachi's going to come back into being picked in most games. I, yeah. I don't know if Rama and Cupid are going to change, but it, Hachi just strikes me as one of those guys that they made a change recently to that kind of got slept on. They changed his one. Uh, and how and how that works, and you might level it. He's always been safe, uh, and, and I, I've felt like he's still been strong, and now that Rama and Cupid are getting nerfed, I think he's going to creep back up into being another option. I have no idea what's going to happen in mid lane. Support is the most balanced that it's ever been. Maybe we see a bit more peel with Herc and Kuzumbo getting nerfed, that it, there may end up being more Guardians. And then... Like you said, Daji, and with the shell nerfs, I mean, we're, we're probably going to see Cherio play Erlong all the way up to World Finals. Oh, yeah. Because he's insane on it. Uh, so, but, yeah, yeah with uh, with Cupid receiving a small nerf, I mean, the scaling on this heart bomb was already ridiculous, but now it's going to come down a fair bit. Um, Ooh, and Cupid Rom, nerfs. <laughs> and Ram also receiving some damage nerfs on his actual Barrage. Hatchman definitely will be played a fair bit more. He was already contesting for that sort of tier 2 ADC uh, position uh, alongside Jingwei, Heimdall, and Onher. 
Uh, but I think he's going to start creeping up that little bit to be just below the tier 1 ADCs, which will still most likely be Rama and Cupid. And we yeah. should see just how far Cupid does fall down with these nerfs. I think he's still going to be quite strong. His ultimate is far too controlling for what it is, and it also counters out uh, Rama and Jingwei quite easily. But yeah. that two, that 20% scaling could really look to hurt him in that mid and late game. Yeah, I, I am really excited to see like get the world's patch and i love seeing how metas change and develop uh maybe i maybe fenrir support comes back i don't know and i have no idea what what to think in mid lane i think staff of mirden's going to come back into being picked up a lot more with the changes of that but uh talking spl you got any predictions for Worlds? Like, this second phase has been insane. Oh, for Worlds? Not a clue. Uh, this is probably the first time I'm going into a World Championship and thinking, who's going to win? I honestly don't yeah, have a favorite. Yeah, anybody can win it. Yeah, because last season I had Ghost down as the favorites to win, and they came second. Um, obviously, the seasons before when we were playing, I had us down as winning. Uh, but this season, you know, Ghost is still up there, SSG are playing extremely well, uh, PK are on the rise and probably looking like they might do exactly what they did last year, which is have that um, insane run. Um, I think that the rest of the teams do need to find a bit of form going into Worlds and going into this final, start, final bit of the phase and final bit of, you know, the regular season play. But every single one of those teams does have the capability of doing so. Yeah, I mean, we saw PK 2-0 Ghost yesterday uh, after dropping a three-game set to Radiance, but PK's been picking up. Ghost has been very strong except for game twos. And then and then you got uh, SSG has been top of the, top of the standings the, the whole split. And because they lose the Ghost, I think people are sleeping on them, but Space Station runs through everybody else they play. Yeah. So it's like, what is going to happen at Worlds? I think the bracket's going to be uh, huge. I was just thinking the other day, maybe there's some, maybe Belt Slap comes into it from, which would be a whole nother wrinkle. And I don't know where they stack up against it, but uh, I have. It's hard to find information on how that's going to be, but I, I imagine that placements is going to be similar to how it's been in past Worlds, and it's going to be the same thing with uh, top six SPL going to going to Worlds, and then. Uh, placements playing for last two spots, so maybe an uh, an SCC team gets in there. I, and who knows? So for so for what we know, it's um, if you noticed at the very first land, they gave out points depending on where you finished. In this land mm -hmm. as well, there's in the upcoming uh, SPL land, uh, there's going to be the exact same thing. You know, you get points based on exactly where you finish, but they're going to be increased for this second split and first seed, and whoever wins this second uh, finals will guaranteed first seed for world championship. There's no ifs or buts, so it could it could end up being you know, let's say for example, Renegades finish sixth and then they win this upcoming LAN event. It doesn't matter for that rest of the year. They've really struggled. They will be first seed at Worlds. That's just how it is. And I think that's just really rewarding, you know, form rather than, like, recent form rather than, you know, consistently playing well throughout. And really rewards those who've studied the meta for Worlds rather than the entirety of the metas. Um, yeah. The two SPL teams that, you know, fall out, that finish with the lowest amount of points, 
I imagine that they'll be going into a pre-qualifier LAN with the top NA SCC team and the top EU SCC team. NA, really anybody's game, but it looks like it's um, going to be the team with Anderson and Aquarius on it. Um, and for Europe, it's pretty much guaranteed to, to be uh, Belt Slap, who've really not looked phased throughout most of the uh, most of the competition. Slap. <laughs> yeah. That slays me every time I hear it. I'll tell you, it, Zero's talking about set jungle gets me every time I hear it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really excited. I love watching SPL. I mean, it's gotten to the point where if it's on on Saturdays, if if my football team's not playing. I'm watching SPL instead of football, which has never been – never would have thought I'd be there. Hazer makes it so much better. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. What do you think about – I guess I have one more question regarding SPL. What do you think about Vote's progression? I mean, you coached Vote, unless I'm wrong there, but he was on an original rival. But Vote has, you know, transcended into being arguably the best ADC – in SPL, I think he's right there with Panda Cat and Zap, and you can make an argument for all three of them. But what's it like, you know, f- formally coaching him? And it, it, when I was a big rival fan when you were coaching them, and the strength of that team didn't really feel like it played through ADC. But I've just enjoyed watching Vote grow as a player and become the monster that he that he is. I mean, he doesn't miss Rama Snipes, so I don't know if no. the Meta's helping him or or. You know, I think it certainly is, but uh, what do you think has kind of changed there? Or did, did you always think he was that good? I th- I always knew he was a top-tier ADC, and every single time I've had a look at him, I always think he is at least the second-best ADC in the world right now. If not, he is the best ADC, and it's, it is... Always, it is very nice to see the fact that he is continuing to go from strength to strength and is on a roster that has a genuine shot at winning worlds once again. So, I, I am, I am, I am cheering him on. I really want to see him, you know, lift up that hammer. It will, it will be nice to see one of the former team rival members lift up that hammer. It would, it would all, it would mean the world to me if someone did that. Yeah, for sure. I, I was rooting for you guys pretty hard there when I, I when I got into Smite the very first. SPL match that I ever watched and I was just taken aback by was Rival playing at I believe it was Dreamhack Valencia. It was the the Ares Chain game when uh, Deathwalker broke out Ares solo and that that set made me love I believe that was against Dignitas. That set made me a Rival fan, it made me an SPL fan. It really got me into Smite, so I started following Rival a lot. So I, I would love to see Vogue get the hammer too. Uh, sad that you guys couldn't pull it off. Obviously, you're worse off than me. I don't think that Wolfie... I think Wolfie's played very well. Uh, his raw snipes have been really good, I think. But I don't know if Obey makes it out. It's It's been good to see they're not a walkover in the second phase. And maybe they make some changes. I just don't see that, that team making a whole lot of noise at Worlds. I, I, I'm hoping that pretty much every single team comes out guns blazing at Worlds. I don't want to see any team go home from Worlds having lost both their games. Um, assuming that it is going to be a best of three as the quarterfinals. 
Um, I want to I want to see all of them go two one sets. I want to be I want to see that third game being close, contested, both teams laying everything out on on that uh, on that stage. And yeah, I again I, I just can't predict exactly what's going to happen. I wish I could, and it's frustrating <laughs> me that I can't. <laughs> yeah, uh, it may be the most hype for worlds that I've been in three or four seasons, just because of that unknown. No, uh, you know, it's. Like, I think it's going to be surprising, but not overly surprising because there's so much doubt. It's like, oh, well, yeah, you you know, you could probably look back and say this team made it because they were doing this. But you could say that about five or six teams right now. Yeah. All right. But that's all I've got for SPL. I do want to move on to our guest questions. We've got our uh, we let our community know that you are coming on and we've got some questions that they want to ask you. Okay, perfect. Don't worry, they don't they don't get uh, too terribly hard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Phew. I don't. Know. I can put so I can put Google away now, can't I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bro, do you want to start with uh, reading off some of those? Uh, yep. Yeah. First, I just got to get through all the banter because uh, I I meant to go post it in our schedule one, and I posted in our questions, and there's a whole bunch of uh, calling Fro dumb because Fro's dumb. All right, here we go. Got it. Caveman, starting us off. What are your thoughts on a Chad T5 Neath skin? And we mean like visor, sandals, cargo shorts, tank top, like maybe some party glasses. She uses a t-shirt gun, like real Chad <laughs> style. Um, potentially send me more information on it and we'll see what we can do. <laughs> Backlash, you have your man. You have your man, Backlash. Alpha Jackal, link down in the description. We got you, bud. I mean, I'm, al- I'm, always, I'm always down to see gender Ben skins. All right. Uh, next, what about a taco god? A taco god? I was hoping you wouldn't yep. read that. <laughs> yeah, you know. Mm. We can skip that. <laughs> yeah, we can skip that. Yep. How about no? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Bright coming in with do a front flip, but we're gamers, so let's be real here. None of us can. Uh, Caveman coming back again with some spice this time. Being the first guest on BotG over two years ago on episode six. So there you go, Rick. He confirmed it for you. Uh, Huge honor for your, or huge honor or pity for a reappearance. A little bit of both. <laughs> Acceptable. You know, no, honestly, it's, it's it's always nice to be involved in. It's always nice to be involved in like community projects like this, and you know, to if anything that I can do to help uh, keep it going, and you know, potentially you know, have it build into something even big, bigger and better. I'm all I'm all for it. I like to see community projects work out and succeed. We need a podcast I, I say of the year when... award for Golden Bolts. We're left out. There was no category, no home for us. <laughs> Let's be real. They'd vote aggro anyways. Aggro and Barracudas. It would be between aggro and Barracudas podcasts, and then the other one would probably be APAM's SPL broadcast. But we're the week. We're the weekly community podcast. We got that corner nailed down. We got the monopoly. <laughs> we on ain't that got market. the listeners though. <laughs> Do everything uh, on this podcast, not just one specific thing. I, yep. we, I do got to say. Personally, I remember way back when when you said that 
you would come on and we're like, oh, wow, really? Like, that's so awesome and nice of you. And you're like, yes, we, I'd, I'd like to see Smite, you know, concept content creators grow. Yeah. And almost a year after that particular point, here I am getting elected to be an Olympian alongside you. And I'm like, this is so fucking like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I've come so far. This is crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to say, that was like, a, oh, my God. That was cool. And I was like, man, Smite community is awesome. It is. You guys are. If you remember the host from back then, which set do you prefer? But we're missing a lot of our current host right now, so don't really think that'd be a fair one to answer. It's really just me. I'm the 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 sole change. It's just me versus Willow Freak and Nikki Six. I'm taking me every time, guys. I don't know. Well, no, no Nev's <laughs> on here now, too. Was Nev, But Nev wasn't on episode. Nev. Well, yeah, yeah. No, Nev's Nev wasn't on, on yet. Well, Nev and Depp aren't here. No, we got here. Nev. See, exactly. So it's, it's not fair. Well, I'm saying uh, for, the, for me on this episode. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Nev and Depp aren't here, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And Bryce. Bryce not here. And Bryce not here. Um, and then he said he doesn't have Twitter and what has changed since the last time you are on. But I feel like you have pretty much so covered a lot of that. Yeah, it's been like two years. Honestly. He called it a tweeter, a though. <laughs> he called it a tweeter. He did. Uh, we got Riggs Tony coming in. What's your favorite part about coaching Team Rival? Favorite part was just the atmosphere that we had. It was... It was very nice. It was very friendly, banterful. Don't get me wrong. There were times where it was difficult. I want to pull my hair out, but... Just the fact that all of us were friends and all of us got on, that was, that was always the best part, and... The fact that we were all friends and could do stuff outside a game together just helped me motivate myself to coach them even harder. So that is that is one thing which I'm going to be looking for if I do get back into coaching a team is just make sure it's with friends. Yeah, from the outside looking in, you could you could tell that. Like when I w- would watch those rival games, I could tell, and, and even some of the, like the interviews and the atmospheres and when they, you know, whatever else you'd see with those guys you could tell that they were very tight knit, that it was a friend group. It wasn't like some of these teams where you're like wondering if, you know, where you can see visible dissent a little bit, or, you know, they're not playing games with each other outside or, you know, they're one upset player about just your goes set off. jungle pick. It, yeah. Upset about the set jungle. Pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that was one of the things that drew me to liking rival on top of, just the way that you guys played, it, it was nice to see that you guys had that kind of chemistry. Yeah. Because it's not it, – there is that kind of chemistry. I think Ghost has it right now. I think PK has it, maybe some of the other teams. But it's not something that you – you can't take it for granted. Not every team has that. No. Not, not every team has the ability to just say that they're all friends and work well outside a game. But sometimes – that's helpful to the players because they know that the second that they're talking to this other person, their brain switches on to, right, it's game time, it's game mode, we're playing Smite, but this is serious. It, it just depends on what sort of personality and how they how they function. And for us, it was thankful that all of us uh, were, you know, having the exact same idea about we need to be friends and need to be able to, you know, trust each other even outside the game. 
Yeah, that's probably why Ghost throws game twos right now. They're probably <laughs> they're just trolling too hard. Gotta make things interesting. <laughs> All right, and then Riggs has a follow-up question. What's your opinion on reworking Freya into a warrior? We need more warriors in the game, and Freya seems to always be very hard to balance in her current state, so why not rework her into a warrior with a new kit and potentially give her old kit to a new god in the future? Uh, won't happen. I don't really <laughs> think it would work either. Because, well, the whole thing about her lore and where she, and the Valkyrie lore is the fact that their swords are imbued with magic, which is why she's got this pulse of radiates uh, thing. Um, and that wouldn't really translate well into a warrior's kit. Now, I agree that it can be difficult to balance her uh, in her current form, but I think she is in a state of balance right now. She's occasionally picked for the SPL, um, she can be frustrating to deal with, but if you deal with her correctly, she can be just put out of the game completely. It, it's one of those gods you have to manage on both sides, and becomes a focal point pick, and... I, I am all for it, because if she was picked every single game, it would kind of be boring just to see every single game to be played around this Freya. But right now, occasional pick as a counter to certain gods and can box really well. I like it. Yeah, I think my team, we, we play, I play at a diamond level and we're, we're still banning Freya most games, or it's, or it's banned anyways. Our ADC doesn't play it, and we don't want them to have it. I, we probably need to look at how we play into it more and start letting it through. Cause I think with the, the nerfs she's become uh, to, I, to her and items, I think she's become a lot more manageable. Yeah. But yeah, we just, we just think it's easier to ban it out. <laughs> and, uh, our next question here is from caveman, but, uh, unfortunately, but I think I'm going to skip it cause Depp and Nev's not here and he doesn't know who you are. So this question makes zero sense to him. <laughs> so after that, we got blaze. Asking, what is your favorite god? Um, my favorite god is Anubis. Um, I I just I just like playing Anubis, I like melting faces, and I also just like seeing how easy it is to get a wave one kill with him because people just don't expect you to clear the wave that quickly and just don't expect the damage. <laughs> someone who's played a decent amount of Nubis Solo in the past couple weeks he does clear that wave really fast <laughs> and like I even I get caught off guard I'm like oh I, I guess I auto the guy now <laughs> yeah I did I did the same I used to do the same thing with Raijin uh, back before he got the nerf scaling on his uh, percussive storm it was just use your percussive storm um, have it reduce cooldown with the using on the wave hit level 2 Use your ride chewing because of storm on the opposition god. You get all four hits of because of storm off. You get a kill. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was literally just okay. I am now invading your red buff, and I've snowballed my lane successfully. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> good game. You can't do that anymore because of the scaling nerf. Probably a good nerf. I was, yeah. I was hoping yeah. you were going to say Jing Wei, but I can't. I can't win them all today. No, you can't. You know, can't have them all. <laughs> Come close. We got that cleave. Yep. Uh, that. What what mechanic would you like to see added to the game or removed? Uh, what mechanic would I like to see added or removed to the game? Um, I would. I would like to see a ramp to disarm added to the game. Um, oh. and 
And what I mean by that is your attack speed slowly decreases until you're disarmed for a bit. Um, I, I obviously think that that's exactly what Shark's Rain Dance should do, because you're just, your weapon gets wetter and wetter and gets more damp to the point where you then just fumble and can't use it anymore. I have never thought of that, and it makes sense. Like, I've never thought of a ramp to disarm. I, that, I like that. Yeah. Can can you beat it? That. You should be able to beat a disarm. Yeah, you can beat the uh, disarm, but I think the attack speed slow would stay for a bit. Because you can't beat... I don't think you can beat attack speed slows. I don't, know, yeah, I don't, know, I don't think that, that count counts as a CC as much as a debuff, so... Yeah. Yeah, attack speed slows are no, debuffs, would be nice. and you can't beat debuffs. Well, you can beat speed slow debuffs. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, anyway. That's 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 a question for the future, I'd say, when I'm like fully putting a proposal together to the Olympians. Well, I think it's because a slow b debuff is also coded mechanically as a uh, CC, a soft CC. Because like, there's certain things that proc on slow. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was, that's a good question. That's a good question. I was... Uh... Talking about this the other day because the League of Legends World Championships are going on right now. And one of the differences in League is that there's no diminishing returns on CC. So you can stunlock somebody until they die, thinking of, you know, Afro or Hell or somebody like that. And you could. That, that was a really interesting thing I hadn't thought of before and didn't realize it wasn't used in League. Uh, the. From my understanding, because I haven't played League, but from what I've heard from just various sources, uh, Smite is a lot CC, or a lot more CC heavy than League of Legends or other MOBAs in general is. Are yeah, it is. Yeah, that makes sense. And mobility is there's so much of it in Smite. Too. It, it it like so Smite is more CC heavy. But I think the CC effects in League of Legends last longer. I'm not entirely sure though, because I heard of like, heard of some CCs lasting forever. Heard of some cooldowns being incredibly long. Um, there is an ultimate in that game that I would like to see potentially added to the game. I mean, its closest form would be Ravenal, but it's you tar you target somebody on the opposite team, and you just go into like a opposite. Uh, you go to like a separate, almost one v one area, and you ha and it's just two people enter, one person leaves. No, no, two, no two ways about it. The second you two are there, one of you has to die. I think Robin Ult should stun. Now that you talk about that. How about no? <laughs> Come on, dude! You can do it as Shredder. <laughs> it's a buff to Shredder. How <laughs> do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying from? I'm sorry. No, I've heard uh, a few people mention that how that's been brought up before. Uh, so take them we'll, to a shadow so, realm or whatever to fight. So we'll leave. We'll leave DRs then. Okay. Yeah, DR, DRs the only one I would again. like is okay. I know there's like a blob character in League of Legends of some sort that like starts off big, and the more damage he takes, he like becomes smaller and smaller, or it's equals or. Not equals is uh proportional to his health, his size. But yep. All right. After that, uh, Blaze says, "I saw Pwash won your poll on Twitter for lack of comp viability. What changes do you think can make him more viable?" Um, I think an alt rework needs to happen for him because it's 
it's it's too difficult to balance the ult in its current state to the point where it's effective appeal for him, but then not instantly just an instant win tool for him in team fights. So yeah, I I I think generally they need to do something with the ult where they reduce the size of it. Um, maybe have some of the ghosts pop down corpses occasionally. Um, if they're gonna reduce the size of it, so he has like a minefield around him just to help him peel and survive a bit longer. Um, and also then be better suited for in front of the objectives and play into the rest of his kit a bit more. Now I got a spicy idea. I think maybe they should do something with his three to make it not just another corpse he throws on the ground. Okay. But I'm not entirely sure. I think maybe like some sort of projectile instead. Okay. Yeah, I like the synergy between his one and two. Yeah, I like that. I think that's, that's kind of like Coral Pouache. But I just think the fact that like you always have to like three one two, I, I, you just always have to throw your entire kit to get like max damage. Or or you know you could just stand under a phoenix and empty the crypts and stall a game out for thirty minutes like Mosswall used to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I'm not disagreeing with the ult either, but I think that. like maybe touch on the three. I like its anti-heal aspect and all that, so I like I like how that mechanic works, but maybe not make it be required for the one-two combo. I like the minefield idea. We'll, we'll I, I think. Actually, no. All, all my th- I misunderstood the part about percent healing in the patch notes, and for like two days, I was theory crafting on how this entire meadow was going to shift because of that, and then I realized it wasn't as big as I thought. So I don't think sieging's gonna be as important, but I was like, man, dudes, with a uh, you know, fire giant's gonna do less, and I'm, they're like, no, it's not an actual change. So I th- maybe if that crept back in, it would have made up because he's he's hard to siege into. Good poke, huge ultimate on the phoenix. Just I I, I don't know. I like the minefield idea because like you can just dive and op wash and just. He can't really do anything. I don't know. Inter- in- interesting. Who who else won your uh, polls for all five roles? Uh, so I'm just trying to think against uh, Solo. Definitely was taken. Well, Warriors were taken by Chuck. Um, Jungle was taken by Bastet. Supports. I'm trying to think who won support now. Um. I think it was Athena that took support, but she is getting buffed, so I don't think that really counts anymore. <laughs> uh, ADC was taken by Izanami. I know that much, so I'm just gonna. Have a, I am literally scrolling back through Twitter just to try and figure out which god it was that won the yeah, uh, won the other one. Because uh, mid was up wash. Oh, mid mid was up wash. Um, let's see who else. Uh, it was Sylvanas actually Sylvanas, from support. Yeah. Yeah, Sylvanas, Sylvanas would want it from the support position. Um, so if you had a team of all five of those, you would have insane early pressure and actually really good team fight because Sylvanas and Arpwash together uh, makes a really <laughs> good team fight and Izanami's got good secure. You'd actually have a really good objective fight comp with that team comp. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the point of the, the polls. Write this huh? down. We'll build a comp. Write this down. We got our next tag of Purgatory. Ajax's least viable team. <laughs> it's actually viable. That's actually viable. <laughs> Surprisingly, yes. Maybe Bastet doesn't really fit in as much. 
And with that kind of early pressure, you could probably just group five and run it down mid early, right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he had a part two on his question, uh, along with uh, all the stuff to a watch. What would you do to help shock? But you kind of covered how maybe add the ramp to disarm. Yeah, just really hone him into that. I am the anti-auto-attack-based warrior. Fear me. Um, like, what, I don't what, like what, playing what, Chalk, what, but like, I'll play support Chalk after this. Yeah. Maybe maybe just like try and build him up more as a supportive warrior like they did with Horus, because he's got good early pressure. It just counts for nothing in solo lane these days. Yeah. Wouldn't be opposed to that. As someone who enjoys Shock, I, I agree. And lastly, Blaze says, Thanks for being a great coach, Olympian, and a great person within the Smite community. Well, thank you very much for that. Really means a lot. And then we got Silent Reveries coming in. Our co-host that isn't here, Resident Troll. Are you Richard Castle? No. Alright, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> we got our good buddy Vio wanting to know, if you were to have your own announcer pack in-game, what are a few of the lines you would like to use? Oh, my own announcer? This is a good question. Oh, I haven't thought about this one at all. Um... Oh, what would be some of the lines? Um... Probably, like, I, I can only think of one right now, and it's, um, if you die yourself, it's something like, right, you made a mistake, go back, watch the VOD, learn from it. <laughs> I like that one. I do have, I, I want to follow up, uh, Bryce's question. Do you like to drink with Richard? Oh, I like to drink with Richard, because Richard <laughs> is my mate. I don't know. I, I don't know if Bryce is here. You could you could say I don't know if AJ ever got wrapped up into that at Worlds. No, I didn't. I didn't get wrapped up into all of that. No. What is a season four? Bryce got a little, a lot of into it with Trelly and the boys. <laughs> <laughs> they were just going around Worlds singing a drinking song. I'm not sure if you ever uh, had to take part in that. No, I did not. I think I managed to avoid it. Um, mainly because <laughs> in Season 4 Worlds, I was incredibly sick with the land flu. As was, as was quite a fair bit of Team Rival, actually. We, uh, the only two people didn't get affected by land flu were Wolfie and Kalas. Everybody else was, like, full-on afflicted by it That's in some way, shape, or form. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But it happens, and we all learnt from that, and we came back stronger next year, um, in some way. <laughs> we didn't get land flu that time. That's right, you took your emergency beforehand. Exactly. We, uh, we also made sure to have a lot more medicine on board beforehand. Yeah, that's they got these things in America, because they're called emergency and they're just like this vitamin C tablet that yeah. you put in your drink. It's like two thousand percent of your daily vitamin C in one. Isn't pill. isn't that isn't that the uh, orange powder? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like a things. tablet form. Yeah. All right. And you just drop it in your drink. It's like a seltzer for a second and just dissolves. Yo, am I okay. weird? The like that shit actually tastes good. <laughs> yeah, it don't, it don't taste that bad. It don't taste. It doesn't taste bad. Yeah. I'm very neutral on it. It's like well. Could be cough syrup. Just, you know, not bad, I guess. Uh, anyways, we got uh, last question from Abor Baseball. 
What does Man United need to be a world-class team again, in your opinion? Um, an entirely new defense. <laughs> Are you a Man U fan? Yes, I'm a Man United fan, and I think our de- I think our defensive line right now is not so good. I think Juan Bissaka is the one out of the defensive line I would keep, but outside of that, it it just needs a complete rehaul. Even like we paid eighty million pounds for Harry Maguire, and I honestly don't think he should have been given captain whatsoever. And then after that, he has another question. Also, have you seen the new Season 8 map? And if so, how do you feel about it? Spoilers are more than welcome. I don't think you can in baseball. Um, hey, you can't. Even can. if he has. You can, if you want. Might you be can't blame the NBA. man for trying. <laughs> yeah. We have not Shoot. seen the new Season 8 map or been given anything about Season 8. So, what would you like to see? Um, well, the only thing that we've been told, and I think everyone's been told this as well, is the fact, actually, no, I'm not I'm not even going to say it, just in case, you know, it hasn't been said and I get into trouble for it. Um, but there the one you thing... Baseball, I, you almost had it. The one <laughs> thing, yeah, I've just been really careful here, just, just in case, because Season 8's one of the big ones they've been, like, telling us uh, about. Um, what would I like to see? I would like to see... Um, I'd see a jungle change. I'd like, I'd like to see them restructure where the jungle camps are um, with some new pathing and, you know, maybe some more... Inter- like they, they started it this season with more interactive jungle buffs. I'd like to see them just continue that to the extreme. The one thing I've always thought is that Smite's map is too small. Like, you don't get punished that much for bad rotations or or and in, invading multiple buffs i think it's too easy i don't know if you have thoughts on that but i, w- I would want to see a wider map or even longer just size in general so that you actually have to be a bit more calculated with your rotations and your pathing yeah i i kind of want to see them increase the map size as well they might do i mean they did so for this season um and who's to say they won't do it again well, not the season I'm, for this I'm, map. I don't know when they're going to like tease that because season 8 I believe will be early February, maybe late January. Do you just I... say you don't know when they're going to tease that as if like they're not doing the worlds online this year? Yeah, they'll they'll they will oh, they will reveal yeah. the map and do everything yeah. on the worlds okay, program. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, they could they could spoil a couple things about it just before to get people hyped for it, but it just that's I will have no idea about. Yeah, I got money on that. They'll do it at Worlds. They they do a lot of their. I'm I'm pretty sure they almost always do a upcoming season spoiler. Because isn't that when they do their God video usually with all the gods they're gonna do? And we're getting a new God in December, right? Yes, the final God of this year. Um, I Can't don't say think it. already been. Day I, Let's not say. I, I think Ajax has already said which god it is. Um, I I am unsure though, so again, I'm just gonna err on the side of caution and not say uh, yeah, which yeah, which god it is. Um, no, I'm sc- I'm scrolling I'm scrolling back through Ajax just to see. Yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm like, hold up, was it this one or this one? Because I know the next two, and I don't know which one was announced. Uh, hold up. 
No, I, I, I don't think he has done it. So, yeah, it's it has been announced as a hunter, though. I know, I know, it has been announced as a hunter. Um, so yeah, brand new hunter god. Don't think it's going to be in the available for worlds. Um, they learnt their lesson from before by fast tracking Nike, uh, and yeah, so look forward to it. I think I think he's got a really nice design. We'll have to see. Well, that's and it that for brings our guest an end. Yeah. Yep, that brings an end to all of our guest questions. Okay, fantastic. Alright, so we have two hats of purgatory we gotta go over real quick before closing this episode out. And we had Fro has a backlogged hat, blinded by the light. Blinded by the light, yeah. This one was... Uh, what, what was the challenge? Very right? much so overdue. It was essentially Gods with Blinds. Uh, I don't remember the full list because I decided a long time ago that I'm going to do Jibalonke and Ra. Uh, so we did a game like three weeks ago with you know all, all Jibalonkes and Ra's. And I think Abacus because we counted his Intoxicate as a partial blind. Um, yeah, that was three weeks ago, guys. I don't remember any of the details. So I redid it last night. I did it with uh, Embers, Riggs, Big Chain, and a Rando who did not partake in the fun. So we had two Ra's and two Zipalonkes and a All Out Assault and a Hades. Uh, this Hades, it's hard to tell whether or not he was being toxic. It's one of them guys who was like VGS that much and it's like, I just don't know. But the rest of us were having a blast. Riggs and I both went uh, Blink Ra. Or no, that's right. I didn't go Blink because I picked up Ankh. It was uh, the next game where we both went Blink Heimdall. My bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so fun. Dude, that game was so fun. Uh, yeah, we, Ra, both of the Ra's were landing some snipes and he popped a skin booster so he could both use the new sniper raw skin oh it was a blast <laughs> just literally just fucking boom <laughs> and at one point Riggs didn't like he was just really like are you ready and i'm like oh yeah he didn't call out a target or anything he blinks in and then we both from different angles just like no we know and just alt this older run <laughs> And he goes from, like, full health to, like, 5%. Oh, so great. And then, of course, Ross 3, you can stack the power buff. So we would occasionally we throw the both of the heels down in the same spot and just yeet the ult at someone. Oh, real fun. Real the, fun. The new skin's so good. It makes Ross so much fun. I don't know. Oh, it is. It is. I don't know how much you guys have in... Uh terms of like skin ideas and what input you guys have aj but whoever suggest if anybody out there or whoever suggested to give Ra a gun i i, I want to thank them i think that was uh i think that was raithen that did that ah thank you raithen because that skin is awesome and then i had a hat uh we had to do this week's hat uh called the broken left trigger from our one of our console players uh, cause well, triggers any God and you're only allowed to level your abilities at levels five, 10, 15, and 20. 
meaning you put five levels into abilities at four different intervals. And so me and Depp did this right before recording, and we lassoed Adios and Stoffmeister into it. And they were like, oh, do we have to? We're like, yep, yep, you guys are coming along for this. So we, we had four, so we did a siege, which almost felt like cheating because the hardest part of this is levels one through five, and you hit four on, like, the first wave. So it's really just playing like a bitch for, like, a minute. But we did put some thought into it. We had an Oleron, a Izanami, because we need the Izanami for early clear. Uh, a Scotty, because she can use Calder as well for clear uh, without having abilities. And then uh, put in a Fafnir just because it worked with the comp. Adios was struggling on the Fafnir because I wasn't landing with him. But I could hear Stoff going, no, Adios, no abilities, no abilities. And he, okay. <laughs> so it was really hard to not just level the abilities. Like I caught myself a couple times. I'd level up and I'd put a point into something. And I was like, oh shit, I wasn't supposed to do that. Uh, we ended up winning the game. Mm-hmm. And it was actually pretty fun to do. It was, uh, it didn't go poorly. It kind of did, like, it did kind of put us behind in the mid game when you, you're sitting at level nine or 14 and <laughs> you've got your, you've got no points in your abilities and don't have anything mm-hmm. maxed. He's like, I got my one and my two. What about y'all? Nope. It was it was fun though. It was it was really fun to do. Uh, so successful hat and great idea from Caveman to to do that. So thank you, Caveman. That's actually that's a very true hat of purgatory. Not it, that that goes back to our roots. Not being just like a meme comp or doing certain things. I remember when I think it was like Train Your Lion or something we had where you you had to play on her and a couple and like Bastet or something like that. And you could only level the, uh, the leap or you had to max the leap before you did anything else. So that was good to get back to our roots on a, on a true hat of purgatory. But that's about it for that, that we have for this week. I don't know if you're, I don't know if that really, uh, compels you to go and try that AJ, but you know, to go nuts with it. I think, I think the old blind comp sounds interesting. Oh, it, it was fun. It, it was fun. Be better if X Ball had a stun again. Eh, I don't know. If we need to give X Ball a stun again. That's <laughs> eh. But before we close it out, we do have some thank yous to go over. First and foremost, thank you to a Wild Deathstroke so for making all of our thumbnails. We really appreciate that. And a thank you to all of our patrons who support us over on Patreon. We have. Uh, Aerial Steel, Asbestos Dog, Baseball, Bombi, Danny Boy, Caveman, Neo, Coffin Monkey, Gilly, Colorado, Snorlax, Weatherman, Adios, Sir Embers, Famous Freak, Stoffmeister, Backlash, Sadons, Lantern, 25 Green, Bats Kid, Riggs, Dracon X Prime, Glenn Wiggle, Granite Boys, Camel Hoss, and Void vs. Void. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you guys for the for all the support that you give us and another big thank you to alpha jackal for coming on thanks for returning and it's been a lot of fun yeah, that's been great fun definitely invite me back sometime soon hell yeah maybe maybe we do a, maybe we do a patreon episode just to talk about worlds who knows maybe yeah we could do a world recap we'll know we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll see 
Got SPL on today, baby. Soon, too. An hour. But that's it for us this week. Again, thanks, AJ, for for coming on. It's another great episode of Bot G. And we will see you guys next week on the other side of Nippelon. Satte verkligen kanalen över balans Jag trodde aldrig att jag hade så fel Men när Anna skrev och sa jag är ingen bot Jag är en väldigt, väldigt vacker tjej Som nu tyvärr är väldigt främmande för mig Men det finns inget som behöver förklaras För i mina ögon är hon alltid en bot Hon heter Anna